Earth, planet of peace, love, and harmony, threatened by a growing scourge, corrupting souls and morality. Alcohol. Four heroes have come together to rid the Earth once and for all of this poison and save the hearts and minds of the children. We're here to save the Earth from booze. Whiskey red. Vodka blue. Tequila yellow. Jaeger green. Together we are Sake Sentai Drinkinger. Everybody, welcome to Sake Sentai Drink Kenger. My name is Leaf Johnson, also known as Whiskey Red. Hi, I'm Susie Stewart, also known as Tequila Yellow. And I'm Monty Kowalski, also known as Jaeger Green. And we're here to talk about the Super Sentai series Battle Fever J from 1979. Yes. We actually have it on solid authority this time that that is the year. We uh, we looked it up. Premiered. We hummed and hawed about it a Thanks, lot in the Internet. last episode, like last five or seven episodes. And re-listening to them made me very pained because I realized we were wrong. Because I know that the next what's the next one? Denji Man. Denji Man's eighty. Um, Denji Man's my birth year Sentai. It started in February 80 and I was born in March 80. So Denji Man was on the year I was born. So... But we don't just... 79. We don't just talk about these shows. We formulate a series of drinking rules, which we enact and drink to as we record. And the... Look, there are a lot of podcasts out there that review Super Sentai episodes we're the only one that has made a drinking game out of them and gets sh- fucking shit-faced while watching them. We're the only podcast that talks about a Sentai episode and also drinks every single time some asshole... Rolls down a hill. Rolls down a hill. <laughs> I was just going to say rolls down a hill. Yeah, it's our number one drinking rule, <laughs> like, I think. Like, oh, thank, thank you, whoever decided that rolling down a hill would be a primary feature. It was a feature. cool stunt. That is... Yeah. Honestly, Still. Roll, rolling down a hill... Always, even is up one of the num- is easily the number one yeah. reason that gets us as drunk as we are right yep. now. As soon as you get into henshin and you start fighting, there's rolling down hills, oh, even yeah. in modern Sentai. And if you're familiar with our show, you understand that we typically try and record two episodes a night, each episode encompassing three episodes of Super Sentai. So the second episode we record each night is drunker than the first, and we are on the second episode. And Susie, can you see that? What time is it right now? It's one thirty one six in the AM. One thirty in the morning, give well, or take. That's typical. We like to start this about eight PM. Yeah. <laughs> and so somehow it's three AM and so we, we feel stop. awesome right now. I would really like it if I could just go the way of Battle Cossack and die. <laughs> Monty's ready for bed. <laughs> Spoiler. Uh, but that means we're gonna have to have Jin replace you. Who's our Jin? Please just not. get the same gin. Just get gin. Just get just get, just get real just actual, get this gin. actual gin. Yeah, he's With probably he's hat, probably only like sixty. Like the Jeep. So despite yeah. alcohol, we actually watched these episodes in order this, this time. time. We did it, and the first one we watched <laughs> that's was a sort of that's the sort of promise you can not <laughs> repl- re- rely on from us. Will we watch these episodes in order? Maybe sometimes. It depends on how closely we pay attention. So, episode 31, titled Violent-Truck Siblings. Oh. This episode is very hard to take notes on. Yeah, okay, no, epi- I Okay, episode 31. Battle Cossack helps, helps Japanese... Mi- okay, I want to clarify. Monty's original note was, Battle Cossack helps Japanese Trevor. Trevor's crossed out, and he writes Michael instead. Because I don't know shit about Grand Theft Auto. Uh, that was Leaf's correction. Leaf, can you explain this correction to us? Yes. So, for those of you who are both like me, (laughs) both of you who are like (laughs) who 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 are you who are like me, both fans of Super Sentai and Grand Theft Auto Five. You might. I'm sure there's more of a crossover than just two people. Yeah. The um, the featured character in this episode is the brother of a young lady. He is a total psychopath he drives a semi-truck for a living and he 
just is insane. He drive he he races everybody in the road, whether or not they know they're participating, and if they fuck him over, he literally blocks the road with the truck, jumps out, yanks him out of their vehicle, and starts a fist fight with them. I do this in Grand Theft Auto video games. Like, that's where that behavior is appropriate. And that is the sort of proxy character that we are supposed to enjoy this episode. So it's really hard to understand why we need to care about him, except for his fantastic t-shirt and hair and mustache. And cool truck. Yeah, and his cool truck, which he customized himself. Anyway, what was what was going on in this episode? I don't have a fucking clue. Trucker, That's the thing. There's is- some trucker shit. There's some no. It's the Pulp Fiction. Did you talk about the Pulp Fiction? Yeah, there's, there's, because so, so there's another truck different from Dude's cool truck with a thing in it that the bad guys want, but we don't <gasps> know what it is. And there's a key. Did this little girl get kidnapped? And we did not drink for it. Drink for this little girl. Hold getting on. Kidnapped. Whoa. Drink if you want, but let's slow down. No, did no she actually down. get kidnapped? Yes, yeah, she did get kidnapped. Remember, yes. he pushes, he clenches the key in her fist, and he's like, "Take this." They had already oh, kidnapped her. Snap! She's got kidnapped. She got take a drink for her getting kidnapped. Okay, hold on. Let me search for my drink. Blamo. Fuck! I have to pour you a new ha- drink. No, you need a beer for the cuck. Okay, everybody, hold still. S- so much like this episode, chronology has no meaning. Yeah, literally, there's a whole point in this episode where they're like, take this key to the rest of the team. And they're like, okay. And then in the time that it took the trucker to take the key to the yeah. team. To like run from a warehouse Solomay into the woods back to the road. Back to the base to talk to Hedda about the whole plot. And then cut back and the trucker's... Getting back to his truck, and then also the rest of Battle Fever J suddenly show up. Like, well, they so the rest of Battle Fever shows up before he starts running back to his truck to help Bottle Cossack. Then he makes it back to his truck, and then they meet with him again. We thought so. Battle Cossack got real fucked up in this episode, and we thought this is the episode where Battle Cossack's gonna die. It's not. We we hoped we hoped, but actually the episode where Battle Cossack dies, um, third episode tonight. Spoiler. It's much more satisfying, but we did. Um, I'm gonna real jump ahead real fast. Just no, that's to, fine. I think we can blast. Just to this say episode. that battle cost battle Cossack, like, um, there's a key that gets thrown. The key opens up the back of the truck. The back of the truck's got something that's more valuable than gold. We never figured out what it is. But dude's just gonna drive it around until he dies. Yeah, apparently. I guess. Um, but the key gets thrown in the river, and then Battle Hero J has to find the key in the river. Battle Cossack, who's all beat the fuck up. Uh, manages to find it but he like pulls it out of the river and he shambles out of the river and his shirt's all ripped open and for the first time in a long time in a long time we're seeing some oh, tv to the dz oh we got a return to the middle ranger is DZ? this our last dv to the dz it's not even a deep v but it's the closest we no, get to a deep v it's to a deep the dz v. well it's i mean a, it's, it's a straight here. Up. It kind of stops. It's kind of like lopsided. It goes to here. Yeah. His original deep V went down to here. That's okay. why we called it DZ to the DV. DV these, to the DZ. For those of those that those, are the those hard, who can't more, see this, Susie is motioning from her like middle abdomen to around the waist. This is more of a deep neck to the nipple zone. This is more of a DN. A DNZ. A DV to the DN. Like a deep V to the deep nipple. So you got your DNZ and then you got your DNZ. The first one is your deep nipple zone and your second one is your deep navel zone. Yeah. <laughs> He's real loose and free with his N's and Z's. Did uh, Ranger actually go below the deep navel zone? No, he never went below the this. Really? I don't think so. I mean, we didn't run why the What you gestured to is a little lower than your navel, well, I think. Well, we always joked about the deep V to the deep Z, but I don't think it ever went that deep. Deep. He just was like really down here. I don't it, know if it actually ever showed his navel. I don't think so. Yeah. I but think it did it, go really basically down to his belt. It gave you the hint of like maybe seeing his mm-hmm. stomach and navel, mm-hmm. which is pretty hot. No. That was back that was back when Middle Ranger was hot. Now he's just if, a bore. If you were a hairier dude, you'd see some hair. Yeah, you'd see the, the um nature trail. I think yeah, is yeah. the technical it's a term. Nature trail, treasure trail. It's a scientific term for that, that thing that dudes have 
I uh, somebody informed me yeah. that I had a treasure trail when I was 16. Yeah, your treasure was, trail starts here. I, I was not equipped to handle your that treasure information. Trail starts at your ears, honey. Uh, yeah, it starts at my jawline. Yeah, like no, it starts here and then starts at your ears and goes all the way down to like your ankles. I was given that power years before I was equipped to handle it. <laughs> So everything about Leaf's body hair aside, we um, hope that I'm this is sure the episode. That's why our listeners tuned in today is to learn about my body and the hair that grows Le- upon uh, it. This week on Leaf's Body Haircast, we learned more about the hair around Leaf's in, nipples. A lot of people think they were tuned to this podcast to listen to details about Kenji Oba's body and the hair that grows upon it, but it's actually more about my body and the hair that grows upon it. I like the idea that hair grows upon your body and not like through it. <laughs> Like hair just sprouts suddenly upon like, your skin it's rather like than like <laughs> like as a part of your skin. It's a symbiotic relationship. That's and, gross. And scientifically speaking, it's perfectly natural. you just don't have enough, enough data points to really uh, nail down what what's is going body on with, hair. What's going on with Battle France's body and his body hair situation? He's got really hairy legs and no... He's, so one thing I learned from the swimsuit episodes, very hairy legs, nothing up top though. I can I sort of empathize with that in that like I have I have have some body hair on your chest. I have like a very, very tiny amount, but for the most part it's like I'm just wearing hair leggings. (laughs) Like not like bushy hairy, but compared to the rest of my body, body, it's all on my legs. Yeah. I vote Next episode, because this one didn't make any goddamn sense. Oh, yeah. I mean, we already covered as much of the plot as we could possibly Hold on. Let me read Monty's notes. Money-shaped bomb, sure. Time space have no meaning. Yeah. Take the ski for fuck if I know. (laughs) What? I don't understand a word you just said. Those are all the notes Monty took. Take this key for fuck if I know. Oh, yeah. Okay. So, like, well, I just want to say this episode focused very heavily on Trucker Brother and his motives made no goddamn sense whatsoever. No. No. He's a maniac. Like, we're supposed to be sympathetic for him. I don't know but why. But he is literally a Grand Theft Auto player character. Yeah. Like, he is a maniac. He fucking fights everybody. He's insane. He races. He doesn't follow laws. He's a crazy person. But he gets on the right track. He gets on the right path at the and very end. And eventually he's like, I didn't realize my actions were hurting people. And you're like, oh like my God. Like specifically my little sister. Like you're, like you're basically. Who got kidnapped. Like you're basically a white CEO. But you're a uh, Japanese, Japanese trucker. trucker. Anyway, he found a good path. And now he's on it. Um, and everything's better. Yeah. And also Driving we, the MacGuffin. Yeah, we'll never know what's in God. the back of the truck. It's a real situation. The MacGuffin teases us real bad. At some point, somebody says, yeah, his truck's shipping tons of gold. And you're like, okay, sure, gold's valuable. And then later, he's like, what I'm carrying is way more valuable than gold. And, and they're like, like well, he's agreed to continue to carry it. What? What is it? We'll never know. We literally don't know. What's the next episode? It is episode... 32, not truckers. We're the worm dude. Hometown oh, worm homo- dude. oh my god. Okay, the technical name is Hometown Homicide Village. I liked this episode. There wasn't really a lot of homicide, was there? No, actually. No. There was zero been, homicide. Actually, our last Nobody actually died. Quite a few battle fever. Fever. Um the last few episodes of Battle Fever, not a lot of homicide. But this episode is titled. How do you say that word? Homer side? <laughs> you want to try that again? No, I don't. How how is that word said in English? I don't. I and like American like, English. Um, homicide. You keep saying homicide. Homicide. And that sounds really weird. Like you're trying to kill gay men. Uh, homicide. 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 <laughs> it's just a it's just a long O versus a short O sort of situation. Um, but is the hometown... I don't know. You drive snow machines in Alaska, so who knows what's going on. snow machines? (laughs) 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 Uh, Oh, uh, slay me. (laughs) Oh, you slay you. Uh, It's like a motorized snow machine. (laughs) (laughs) Oh. 
I'm but, sorry you listen to our podcast. Get guys. out. That joke was so bad the dog is going to be It's like, like, I gotta like, go. Was it like, I've been really tired all night, but it's time for me to leave the couch. It's gotten too <laughs> stupid in here. You're right, Winston. <laughs> so the ratio of incredibly stupid jokes to episode quality is actually... I guess the ratio is actually fairly equal because the... To me, I thought the episode was pretty good. You remember it's, the last episode we recorded, how like dedicated we were to recapping the episodes? Yeah, fuck that. <laughs> I mean... That's bullshit. Yeah, whatever. That's for idiots. <laughs> That's... <laughs> What are we talking about? We're look, talking if you want to know exactly what happened in this episode, look it up. <laughs> There's a Wikipedia. Um, we encourage you if you really want to know the break, if you would like to compare the breakdown of the actual accurate episode summary versus what our idiot minds can recollect. I also want to point out that there's a lot of times in the second, third episodes we watch where the subtitles literally just stopped. Yeah. And we were oh, just yeah. like, well, I guess yes. we'll use our very basic understanding was... of Japanese to understand what's happening. Yeah, the third one had like eight straight minutes of no <laughs> oh, subtitles. Oh my God, it was so, so interpretive, which I love. And like a lot, of, a good portion of that was just people talking. Uh, talking, talking. But not the talking, camera focusing talking, on what's talking. happening. So like voiceover or like monologuing while it's the camera's panning across something that as far as we can tell is 100% unrelated. Or even in just several episodes tonight, there were scenes where main characters like clearly well-versed Japanese speakers were speaking, but it was very obviously dubbed over. Yeah. Oh yeah, there was a a lot of dubbing. They just cheaply dubbed over their words and they didn't bother. Like maybe Kenjioba recorded a scene and it just didn't record well i mean so they that's had not him that's different than the subbing issue no but, but yeah. i mean like this happened multiple times like he uh for whatever reason his audio didn't record properly so they recorded right. his audio later and just dropped it in on top of as someone who doesn't speak japanese obviously i can't speak japanese i have no idea what it sounds like when japanese is untranslatable unless you're a native speaker I wonder if sometimes the audio was just so bad or the Japanese actors were just so like talking too fast or were just so like incomprehensible to someone who's not a like born and raised in Japan, like native speaker that maybe they're just like, I don't fucking know. Whatever. Who cares? Like, this is just a hot mess. We're not going to sub it. We're going to wait till they're just screaming dad a lot and then pick back up there. Like if, oh Jesus! Oh boy, that beer is gonna be exciting to open later. You haven't even opened it yet. Will you open that beer? It's really tense right hey, now. Hey everybody, welcome to Sakai can. Sentai. <laughs> Sakai Sentai. I'm trying to get you to open this beer. Hey everybody, welcome to Sakai Sentai. Welcome to the beginning of the podcast. Oh oh, I had it backwards. Hey everybody, welcome to Sakai Sentai. Hey, welcome to the beginning of the podcast. Oh. Thank God. Got that fucking taken care of. You know, our fans have come to rely on some consistent quality. (laughs) Sort of consistent quality that only (laughs) the captain, Morgan, can bring. You just really... Letting our fans down, Johnson. So, well, I would like to talk about the things in this episode, or more specifically, the things that were missing from this episode, which is fundoshi, a cultural lesson. In Japan, there's a certain type of thong. Oh, yeah, we didn't get any of that. That you might see on. It's like a rope thong. It's. It's like a thong that is basically made from twisting. Isn't and that what E Honda? No, E Honda. No, it is what E Honda wears. Okay. Yeah, that's actually a great example. Yes. Yes, nailed it. Bam. So, like, imagine that thong. Thong, the thong, thong, thong. That. <laughs> um, E Honda wears in the Street Fighter video games, where it just it's just a twisted up rope. Shaped up into a T shape, which grabs your dick and balls. Ooh. And also just slides right up between those butt cheeks. Hot and comfortable. 
doesn't probably Possibly. feel like rope between your butt cheeks at all. I've never worn one, so I can't say for sure. We but should get three it of could them. Be. <laughs> Our next episode will be recorded in Fundoshi. I mean, I we don't have to take fun- any pictures. We just have to record them in them, right? Yeah. I'll give you that Fundoshi review. Hey, so you if can you, wh- how much does a Fundoshi cost? I don't I ex- look it up. I suppose. Look it up. My phone's I off. refuse to look it up. Please look up how much a fundoshi is. But I expect it's whatever the cost is of you ordering about like two yards of cotton. No, I was going to tell our fans if they wanted to pay for the cost of us to record an episode on fundoshi, <laughs> how they could contribute to our Patreon. <laughs> yeah, well, the fans will decide for themselves whether it's more valuable to listen to an episode whilst wearing fundoshi or listen to an episode whilst we are wearing fundoshi. I mean, you can order your own. I don't give a shit what you listen to this podcast mm-hmm. in. Like, if you want to be naked, Preferably if you want to wear a banana hammock, if you want... Yeah. So, Canon, the ideal way to listen to this podcast is in the dark, naked, <laughs> drunk, and laying on your side, well, and I probably crying. clarify that you should probably be wearing a leopard print Speedo. Mm, no. I mean, that's great for Kenji. Oh, bah. But yeah, but he is... The considering that Kenji Oba is the number one sex object on our show. What's going on with the episode we're talking about? I don't remember. Look, got, they torture Red. They torture yo. Oh okay. man, we haven't talked anything at all about this episode. Super Japanese. We're ja- we're Japanese festivals. But anywhere. butt ropes. No butt ropes. No butt ropes. Okay, so the no reason we ropes. even talked about the butt ropes in the first place is that red we wanted is them. like and Metal none. Japan is like, holy shit, I haven't had an episode in forever. I gotta get in touch with my hometown village and see what's going on. Where and the he, homicide happens. Yeah. And he, the the hometown homicide village where all that shit happens. So he goes home and he's like, hey guys, what's up? And like, we're about to have a festival. Home for homicide. And guess what? We've anointed you the god of the village. He's like, whoa. That's pretty cool. That's, that's kind of rad. I'm like, yeah, it's totally rad and not a Satan Ego's plot. And he's like, it's weird that you mentioned that second part, but okay. So he gets into it. He remembers all of his middle school taiko drum training. He is having a blast. And he loves it. Like, there, we get some great s- screenshots, which I hope uh, we'll share with you later. We of will. Red just slapping away on the drums. Like, like all of the weird... Slapping away on that skin? Yeah, slapping away on that stretch skin. Uh, like, there's a lot of shit that Red has dealt with lately, but he clearly forgets all of it just in this moment where he's just banging away on those taiko drums. But, of course, that joy fades instantly because it turns out that the elders of the village are actually Satanigos, and they... No, they're specifically Salome... Yeah, the Salome. monster of the week and a fucking talking cutman. Oh, yeah. And then another cutman, just like a silent cutman. There I, is a talking cutman in this episode. Is this the first we've ever seen? Yes, it's the first talking putty I've ever seen. It's the only talking putty I've ever seen in my entire life. That's not true. There, we, saw, we saw talking soldiers in Go Ranger. That's multiple that's, times. We saw three talking. Did they talk? Did we talk? We saw some talking people in uh, maybe Go Kyger too, right? And Q Ranger. Okay. There were three. But those are all very modern. As far as we know, this is the first time we've actually seen any of the Cutmen in Battle Fever J actually express some sort of will of their own and voice of their own. And let's blast forward. So, what we've got going on is Battle Japan is being tortured. They've got him properly kidnapped in this village situation. They've got village members as hostages, and the imposters, which are all Satan egos, are, you know, holding the holding the knife to his throat, basically. And they've got him doing... He's just basically hauling buckets of water on his shoulders all day long. He's walking over he's walking over hot coals. Battle Battle Japan shows up in Yukata and they're looking real good. They gave him Kursake. So he can't talk. His throat is super parched. Which we can really sympathize with because you got to be careful about that that liquor you take. Sometimes it might be cursed. But Battle Japan gets the cursed sake, which dries up his throat, gives him a straight-up hardcore cotton mouth. He can't communicate with the rest of his team, who shows up to support him, and, but he can't talk to them, so he gives them 
a couple winks, which Battle France quickly realizes is I Morse code. I Morse code. Yeah, capitalized in the subtitles. Eyeball Morse code. He's like, oh. And he thinks inside his head, Battle Japan cannot talk. And then the one of the ladies who's part of the the village scheme has her telepathy thought. She stares at him and she goes, I will make you drink the sake as well. And I'm like, who is she communicating with? Is she talking to us? Sort of like a like a party line. Like it <laughs> like France just clearly is telepathically, he's just thinking so hard, like, oh, you know She's what is tip off? Using- you know what is tip off for I Morse code? Yeah, what's that? Battle Japan winked at him once. Yeah, he did. He did. A wink. Not, he, he did a wink. second wink though. Did he do a second wink? Because he, he winked he did once. Do a second and I was wink. like, was that intentional or was that just like he did a second wink and it was much harder. He did, and then Balfour was like, he's using I Morse code because when he winked, I was like, oh shit, he's winked at him. That must mean something. And then, like, sure enough, 30 seconds, 20 seconds later, Battle Friends is like, he's using eyeball Morse code. I'm like, okay. That but was... it turns out Susie's a little sharper than your average drunk eight-year-old. <laughs> Weird. <laughs> I'm a little sharper than your average because... drunk 38-year-old. <laughs> because they didn't explain it until after his second, much more obvious wink. Hey, if you need a Super Sentai show explained to you. <laughs> Go somewhere else. <laughs> No, actually, come to me. I'll explain it to you because I'm really good at, I guess, this. I really love Super Sentai. So what happened? Um, They fight the monster. There's a new thing that they're doing in these episodes where Battle Japan, and it starts with this episode. Yes. Battle Japan jumps in Battle Fever Robo by himself yes, without his true. teammates. The other four teammates stay on the ground to fight the smaller version of the Monster of the Week. So Battle Fever Japan gets in the big robot, fights the big version. The rest of the team stays on the ground, fights the little monster, and they do it in one shot where you see Battle Fever Robo and the big monster fighting in the background, and then the rest of the team fighting the monster, the little version of the monster in the foreground. So they're trying to do a couple things at once. So it's not especially Super Sentai because now Battle Fever Battle Japan just gets to battle, just pilot the whole robot by himself, and that's not very cool. But I understand why they're doing it because they're like, hey, look at how cool our sp- fucking special effects are. Our tokusatsu shit's so cool. Look, we can do big monsters in the background and then eh, small guys in the foreground. And that is pretty cool. That's pretty cool. And they do that, mm-hmm. I don't know, for at least for the next few episodes we watch. Um, but I feel like it's really un, um, unclimactic to watch Battle Japan just... And we do this a lot in modern Sentai where a ranger, especially a specialty ranger, will jump into a, a mech and use it to fight all by themselves, when they, but only when they need to, when shit's dire or it's getting tough, um, or because the specialty ranger just happens to inherently battle, like pilot his own mech because that's part of his shtick because he brought that mech to the fight when he got introduced. But this is like, Battle Fever Robo used to be battled by five people. Now it's I just Battle, battle Japan. I think battled by five people is a fine terminology. <laughs> and now and now it's just Battle Japan. Battle Japan is doing some massive ass man spreading. Yeah. Yeah. Man, it's like the the functioning of the robot depends on how far apart he keeps <laughs> his how knees. How wide it- the di- like the like the, his dick is slotted in somewhere. Or like like a centimeter. His actual joystick is his dick. Like how many in the centimeters robot. his knees are apart from each other? Is like the power level of the the robot. No, yes. it's one hundred percent related to Battle Japan's dick. I'm one hundred percent sure. I'll have to pay attention. It came up when Battle Japan was in the cockpit with all five Rangers, but now it's just now they reshot that scene because now it's just Battle Japan by himself piloting a robot that originally mean? took five people to pilot and now only takes one without any narrative function. Yeah, it's weird. Well, so, it's a weird choice. We don't need teamwork anymore. Thanks to Super Sentai. We good thing well, that, there's an I in team. Fever in a nutshell. There's an I in team in Battle Fever. Anyway, this episode's Tame. over. Let's get to the one where Battle Cossack dies because thank God I'm ready for gin. Um, yeah, I just Not want- the drink. I hate actually G-I-N. It's gross. It tastes like uh, pine tree. But I'm ready so, for Cowboy Hat's 
original burger changer boy. Episode 33. (laughs) Cossack dies in love. When you think it dies in love, you think, oh, maybe there's an adult woman that he has a relationship. No, Mm. he's this is actually an eight-year-old girl he took on a date. But it's not weird. Mm. It's weird. It's weird. I mean, it's not. He plucks his nose hairs to impress her, Leaf. And they're like. Is that something you do for an eight-year-old? And they're like, hey, Cossack. Leaf, if you're going to take an eight-year-old to show her a dam, would you pluck your nose hairs? No, I wouldn't give half a shit. Well, he did. <laughs> yeah. And that even the rest of Battle Fever J gave him a hard time for it. And he was like, They're like, whatever, hey, fuck you guys. I'm just l- trying to look good. You know, you're just like... Taking like, an eight-year-old to the dam. It's very nice what you're doing, but you're really acting like you're going on a date, but she's an eight-year-old girl. And he's like, yeah, <laughs> that's, that's fine. That's normal. And they're like... Mm. So good news, Battle Cossack dies in this episode, but is reborn into a better Battle Cossack. It was a little bittersweet. No, nah, it wasn't. It was just sweet. I admit, I... okay. We love so, Mid-Ranger, but we don't love this actor as yeah. Battle Cossack. We do not love this actor as yes, Battle Cossack. No, that is totally accurate. That's why I say it was bittersweet, because well, yeah. to me, like, I... Had spent so much time just disliking Battle Cossack, but this episode made me kind of revisit those memories of Middle Ranger. Was Middle Ranger ever a pedophile? N- well, of course not. No, he was in love with but fucking was, Peggy. Well, yeah, 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 yeah. I get it, but I, I sort of remembered the good times. I was just able to focus on like like two episodes ago. They remind us of how Middle Ranger had that deep V to the DZ. I know they really tease us with that. They brought back the deep V to the DZ. So there's a scientist, and he's working on what? A drill missile? <laughs> yeah, drill missile. That sounds f- familiar. Not knowing that Eagle has deployed one several years ago. Yeah. But they're concerned but the about it. has been working on it for 10 years in his house. Cause Which is bugged by St. Eagles. Um, so there's the scientist who's been working on it. The scientist has like sort of an apprentice, like a junior scientist working under him. Like an assistant. Yeah, named yeah. Jen. And Jin is actually, Jin, the junior scientist assistant, actually went through like whatever academy with Battle Cossack. So <clears throat> Battle Cossack remembers a scientist, Jin, being like, oh, I, we went through the academy together. He was always a better shot than I was. Ha ha. We're like, we're a good nature rival. We are friends and good nature rivals in the Battle Fever Academy. Whatever whatever academy Battle Fever candidates go like to. The defense agency yeah. or something generic. But then I guess at some point Jen became a scientist and he started working with this guy on drill science. And Bal Cossack goes to visit his eight-year-old girlfriend and he sneaks up on her through the ba- bamboo field. And then he goes to visit his friend Jen in the science lab. And then Satan Eagles appears and they're like, ha we've had this place bugged the whole time. And you're like, wait, what? But then they shoot the scientist. The scientist dies. Drink for that. So the little girl, little girl goes into shock because her dad just died in front of her. She's got PTSD real bad. Jin is lightly injured. That's Light, important later. Lightly wounded. Yep. And then Jin and the little girl, the daughter, go to the hospital. And Jin leaves a note for Bet Cossack on the dresser saying, hey, the defense department thinks I was in on this. I'm a double agent. They think I'm a double agent because I was only lightly wounded. So I'm actually out for revenge. I'm going to avenge my senior scientist, the he, dad of this little girl who's now in shock. He's going to get the blueprints for the, the drill rocket. Back. Yeah. So this little girl's laying in bed in shock and she's like just wide eyed staring at the ceiling. Fair enough. Right. I would be too if I saw my dad get shot to death when I was eight. Bal Cossack is like, hey, Jen's not here, but I'll take care of you. And she's like, you smell like blood. He's like, whoa, okay. And he goes and scrubs all the skin off his hands. And this is very important. Um, he doesn't want to smell like blood around her. Because she's like, you kill. And he's like, no, I fight St. Nagos. And that's like really important. She says, it's all the same. Because let's be honest, they kill. They kill Cutmen. They kill monsters like Battlefield J kills. And she picks up on this. She knows he smells like blood. She knows he's a killer. And even if he's a killer for the good guys, he's still a killer. And she's really sensitive to that because she's an eight-year-old. She's wise Mm -hmm. for her years. And she's not wanting anything to do with it. So he goes and scrubs all of the blood off his body as he can. Yeah, he literally attempts to wash the murders off his hand. Yeah, which, I mean... That's a real... Is that Macbeth? Yeah. 
Yeah. And yeah. he also refuses to wear... Out, out, damn spot. Yeah. Oh, is that what that's about? He refuses to have his Battle Fever J suit uh, anywhere near her, um, is the story. He doesn't, oh he, right. he doesn't want her to smell the blood on him, so he specifically leaves his Battle Fever J suit at home when they go on their date to the dam. Um, so they get dressed up. He, she's finally feeling better. She's like, you know, slowly getting over her PTSD of watching her dad get shot in the lab. And they go to the dam. St. Nago shows up. Uh, and shoots Battle Cossack all the fucking hell. And he doesn't have his Battle Fever J suit because he left it home because it smells like blood. But all he can do is stand in front of the bullets. And he oh takes God. he takes all the bullets to keep her safe. And then at you, you cut cut away and you see the um what what are the two gals' names that aren't the Keiko and Keiko and, and the other one. Those two gals are like uh, in a Jeep. Umeko? They're like, Oh Something my gosh, like that, yeah. oh my gosh, I can't believe this fucking asshole left his fucking battle suit behind. Yeah, like the whole time they're like driving it. They're like, which is literally never a plot device we've ever never had before. Like nobody's ever purposefully like you've always just changed in your suit. Now I guess I guess the canon is that if you go somewhere, you got to bring your suit with you. I mean, like, okay, so you don't just like your suit's not just part of like your being. They enforce drama sometimes, but Super Sentai is kind of a silly show. So when a main character eyeballs the camera and says, "Oh shit, I left my suit at the dry cleaners." I'm fucked right now. You're, you're kind of like, am I in reality? Have like, I drunk so much? This show has stopped making the, sense. The, the, the plot of Super <laughs> Sentai started has making too much sense. Off the rails into space. Yeah. So it turns out it's in space now. The gals are rushing the suit, the freshly cleaned suit to Battle Cossack. Two ladies already been shot by one million bullets. Mini bullets. But they're the trying unhealthy. to get him into the suit as if it will save his life. And somehow. they're like, there's this epic scene where like he's spinning. He's literally spinning as he's like reco- like being shot. And they're like running toward him with this folded suit and helmet. And they're like, oh, if only we can get there in time. And he's spinning and spinning and he falls and they're running. And then he's like falling more and then they're running and then he's falling. He's got blood coming out of his mouth. And the girl claps. The eight-year-old girl claps on him. And he's cr- they're crying. And there's so much crying. <laughs> and they're like, it's too late. Then all the battle for you, Jerry, is suddenly there. Everyone's suddenly there. Like, whoops. It took these women so much time to get this fucking suit to him in this fucking Jeep. Oh, but now Battle Fever J just suddenly well, appeared. They, they radio for help when Could, they're like, oh shit, he's dying. Couldn't Battle Fever J hey, have just like you need to get here. suddenly appeared and just brought him the suit like in the first place? You know, Uber's not as fast as you might think. Well, apparently it is when it's Battle Fever J and Look, not their, 007. Their, mo- their motorcycles were in the shop. Anyway, Battle Cossack's <laughs> dead. But. He dies. Who shows up? Jen. Cowboy Jen. Who shows up? Because yeah. he's a, he's dressed as a cowboy with an M16 now. For some reason, as his, far as I know, his, a whole new character. Yeah, Leaf <laughs> was like, you put a cowboy hat on a scientist, and I don't know who he is anymore. We saw the preview for the next episode, and Jin was there. He's like, blah blah. blah. And Leaf was like, wait, is that the scientist? And we're like, yeah, it's Jin. He's like, wait, but that's the scientist. We're like, yes, that's Jin. So Leaf didn't understand this whole episode that the sci- junior scientist that went to the academy with Battle Cossack is the same guy who becomes a new... So So Jin's pissed because his friend died and he picks up the helmet. I think of, his hairline changes when he becomes a cowboy. He's wearing a real he cool... He takes cow- the cowboy hat off. He looks younger with the cowboy hat on. He looks like, he an, old, he looks like an old man without the hat, but yeah, when he puts he the hat on, he looks much younger um, because it's the hairline. I think it's the reverse, but all right. Okay, well... I mean, obviously, I don't You're have a wrong, great but anyway. like, physical recollection of this episode. You, were, you didn't even know it was the same fucking guy. Yeah, he might have been a dog. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, this is where we got real excited. We went from, like, kind of being mentally checked out 
but then when Jen picked up yeah, the helmet, we like were really we didn't even realize this was going to be the guy that took yeah, over. Right? We were really not feeling any emotional anything over the fact that he's just died and Battle Fever. Like, like they set his uniform down on his body. Like, well, that's and it. Like, and like salute him on a bridge. And then fucking Jen just walks up. He's, he goes and he's like, just like, nope. Just silently picks up the uniform. Yeah. And he's it's like, like holy is shit, is he now. Battle Cossack now? And suddenly we were incredibly excited because and invested in what was going on. I'm very into his ridiculous cowboy gear. I know, I love it. We love cowboys. All yeah. of a sudden, like, Jin, like, Jin already just, he's only existed this one episode, but he's already infinitely more interesting than Battle Cossack ever was. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And we got fucking pumped because this guy in this cowboy vest and this Jeep and this cowboy hat like picked up the battle cossack suit and he's like i'm going to avenge middle ranger and we're like fuck yeah we jumped up and down we got more drinks and we're super stoked and then at first he didn't know what to do um so battle battle fever was like hey monster the week we're gonna kill you monster week is like oh there's only four of you what are you gonna do and then Jin's like ha no me blah i'm battle cossack now and we're like yeah right he shows up he shows up in the suit but without the helmet on and he Yes. They show they show us him putting the helmet on. It's so good. Yes, clasp it on. So new drinking rule, and this is a good drinking rule because it happens basically throughout all Sentai seasons. Anytime you get to see the face actor in the suit actor costume, basically when the face actor is in the spandex without the helmet on, drink. Because yep. that's good shit. And we, we loved it. We also got a double this point, at some point this tonight, right, right? Uh, right, right, what's double? Um, we got a lot of Double them. in what sense? The sense that the monster was impersonating one of the characters, probably one of the human. That was the featured. last set of episodes. Ah. Uh, <laughs> so earlier tonight. Let's talk, let's that was, that was about the, the cut mouth That's monster. too long ago. Last, earlier tonight we were like, man, we haven't had an episode where Leaf was like, like audibly like noticeably drunk i i think we're here i'm not drunk i'm just you're wearing a hat that says drunk usually when you're really drunken usually when you're drunk it doesn't like show up in your voice it just shows up in your attention to detail and i would say that my attention to detail is like a is like a like a big poopy butt it's It's like a, it's like a stained glass window. No, no, it's like I, a big, it's like something beautiful but obscure. It's like a big poop stained <laughs> smear on a window. Is what it is. It's like a piece of glass that, that has shit smeared <laughs> on it. It is wonderful to behold. I guess if you like shit, but it is impossible to discern detail because nobody wants to stare that hard at a window smeared in shit. So Jin's great, and we're super excited that he's on board, and he's our new uh, cattle cossack, yeah. and he's got a fucking cowboy hat. This better and mean that the next, all like the rest of Battle Fever, like the, maybe the writing finally fucking picks up. Yeah, now, now that, that we got a new Miss America and a new Battle Cossack. If only they could replace Battle Japan. Yeah, they oh really, my god, I wish, but they're I, not gonna, right? I, hope I mean, we know that. Team-based episodes swimsuit based episode we're already past that we're already we're like we're heading out of summer into fall now i feel like sorry we just gotta rewatch. look in your private here's, times to rewatch those episodes 28 and 30 here's hoping i mean you don't have to hope you can just do it just do it our fans don't have to be a part of that process you can just, just do it believe. on your own <laughs> i mean if you want to release some bonus episodes where you like rewatch those episodes by yourself and like clue the no, fans don't in, don't don't that's like don't. how much would you pay to hear me ship any given two characters in battle fever j and where exactly in the globe they would settle down i mean that's pretty cute that's a side project i feel like mm. we shouldn't limit it battle fever j i feel like we should have a side project where we just ship sentai all together well, like, like across the years yeah oh like, who would Don DeGoyer sell down with? But we don't know all I mean, of the Sentai. That's the problem. We got to keep watching. For yeah. now, it's going to be Peggy. Peggy's going to show up pretty much every year. I mean, is Don DeGoyer straight, mm. though? Uh. I mean, let's not assume. I don't know. Maybe. Is, is Don DeGoyer too hot to be straight? 
I don't know. It's a good question. <laughs> anyway, if you like, we have some sort of scientific metrics. What's our ch- this manic pixie dream a, boy? Do we have a t- oh my Dr. god? Goyer. I got some good screenshots. Uh, drink for that. Ah, drink for that. Drink for that. Drink for that. Just drink when the spirits move you wink. Just drink. Yeah. Who has got a drink for that? I do. All right, lay it on us. I don't remember what episode had the the eagle headed monster. That must have been the last one. The last one that had the like the like eight minutes of dialogue with no subtitles, and I don't know what the deal is. Then the the monster shows up in the middle of this, so we have no idea what the fuck the monster's deal is. Was good, but my drink for that is when Battle Japan is in the robot and he's fighting the giant version of the eagle-headed monster and he just fucking, he grabs the monster by the head and just twists his head 180 degrees. Several times. Yeah, but then leaves it facing backwards to finish the monster off. It's pretty fucking brutal. It's very metal. Very brutal. So that was mine. I mean, yeah, that's a great choice. So my drink for that is there's a a delightful moment in episode 33 where Battle Fever J is just sitting at the base spinning their wheels and the minor bird is just mocking them. And I mean like... Oh my God, that laugh. Like the minor bird... And this is a part that's not subtitled. Yeah. It is not not subtitled, which made it extra great because the minor bird is talking and we don't know what it's saying. But the minor bird does kind of like a laugh. Fucking cackles. It does kind of like a... <laughs> and the minor bird is basically kind of talks in like a high register. Like if you imitated a scratch, if you, if you imitated bird. a scratchy child voice, yeah, and you're like, oh, ha, ha, you guys are so stupid. But like it does that, like ha ha ha, <laughs> like it just really drops into like a res- sort of really like demonic yeah like a ridiculous demonic perverse laugh like it's really just soaking up and we had no idea why it was laughing that was the best Yeah, we don't even know what what? the joke is we don't even know what specific aspect of battle fever j's failure it's just soaking in at that moment that was pretty intense i got a drink for that oh it's really Mm -hmm. not it's a subtle thing but it's something i enjoyed several times throughout this episode a subtle drink for that is still a good drink the second episode Uh uh-huh there were a few times where kenji oba was in the yukata and he had a fan Mm -hmm. and every time he had a fan he was fanning it he had his hands behind his back with his fan yeah but he was still waggling the fan behind him Mm -hmm. um almost like a fidget and every time he did it I just melted because it's the most adorable thing to like watch <laughs> Kenji Oba in a yukata and like fanning, like holding his, like clasping his hands behind his back with his fan in his hands and just like, and just still fanning. Um, and it happened a few times that episode is in the yukata and I'm like, look at this, look at this angel. He's just, he's just dispersing some bad farts. <laughs> and in the first episode when they had no, that first episode we watched tonight, which I think was the last episode, the last episode we recorded, they had no air conditioning. Like there's just been, because it's been the summer, there's been it's a lot summertime. of. Summertime. There's been just a lot of fanning in general. It's hot as balls. So, and, and Kenji Oba's just always got a fan going all the yeah. time. Yeah. Um, And it's just really cute. Like Kenji Oba with a fan. He's just like. You know, if there's a man out there who's like, oh, I'll fan you to keep you cool. I feel like Kenji Oba's got the wrist strength and endurance to keep fanning me. Your average asshole needs a full banana leaf. Yeah, no, Kenji Oba can take that Japanese fan and just do this for like hours and just keep you cool. He can do everything. Get you a boy, you can do you both. Be hot and be cute. Mm -hmm. Take the Kenji... Look, take the Kenji Oba approach to life. Own your own stunt school. Like, imagine... Oh my fucking God. Remember when Kenji Oba jumped from the top of that staircase and then did all those rope tricks and then, like, did all that shit? Yeah. That was amazing. Kenji Oba's the best. He's legit. Let's just change the name of our our podcast to KenjiobaFanCast.com. Hey, everybody. I'm Leif Johnson. Welcome to Thanks, Kenji Oba. Uh... 
think could have got a better title he, there. He comes back in Denji Man. Really? Is he always he's, a suit he's, actor? He's Denji Blue. He's a, just the suit actor. Well, he's a face actor He's a again. face actor, too. Oh, That's yeah. right. Hey, everybody. I think he does both. Yeah, I think you're right. That's the season he does both. If he doesn't do both, he's at least the face actor, because hey, I've, oh seen, him, I've seen him in the blue costume. God, more Kenji Oba. Hey, everybody. I'm Leif Johnson. Welcome to Thanks, <laughs> Kenji Oh my. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, but there's more. Anyway, whatever. If you enjoy what we do, you can find us at drinkkendra.com. That's our website. Yep. And on our website, on the bottom of every post, you can find links to our Facebook, our Twitter, our sometimes updated Tumblr. We have a Discord channel. I'll put that in there. Um, we have a Patreon. If you want to give us money, that's great. We love you. You don't have to. No big deal. But I think we've committed to um, scanning our weekly, scanning our episode notes. So if you give a dollar, you can see the episode notes. So we're going to go through our backlog of episode notes and scan those in mm-hmm. and make those I will, available. I will attempt from this point on to maintain more readable handwriting. Look, our episode yeah, notes, don't worry about it. our <laughs> episode notes are not necessarily legible, but there are like doodles of bikinis and, um, dicks wearing neckerchiefs. Mm-hmm. So, uh, I'm not luck. Nobody's saying this is worth a dollar. <laughs> We're suggesting it might be worth a dollar. But if you want to donate a dollar, there might be like some extra behind the scenes bullshit for you to like enjoy. Hey, hooray. Um, I think that's about it. Oh, our music. We didn't give this. We didn't give roll music a shout out on our last episode. Oh, yeah. Thanks for all music. Thanks for all music. What's the Thank name you. of the song? It's called Another Beat Beat Beer, Please. And you can find a link to it in our um footer of every <laughs> post we make at drinkender.com drinkenders sign out we're signing out signing out is like what you do when you leave work yes <clears throat> that's clocking drink out drinkenders sign off thank you whiskey red tequila yellow Jaeger green together we are sake, sake sentai, sentai drinkender I would love to hear this word from you right now. Please tell me. Unnecessarily precise. That is That's several words. What's the words? <laughs> Anyway. <laughs>